Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Good morning! Welcome to everyone to worship today, and a special welcome to all of our visitors and guests who are here with us this morning, and those who are joining us on video. We want our visitors and guests to know that we practice open communion. We invite all baptized Christians to receive the Lord's Supper with us this morning. There is an addition to the order of service printed in the bulletin this morning. We will be singing verses 1, 6, and 7 of our closing hymn. Our celebration of Lent begins with our Community Ash Wednesday service, which will take place here on Wednesday, February 17th at 7 o'clock p.m. Mark your calendars for our Community Vacation Bible School, which, God willing, is coming back in person this year. It will be June 7th through 9th at the park from 9 to noon each day. Registration is free. Please let me know if you will be participating or if you would be willing to help staff the VBS this year. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. The scriptures tell us that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for us, and for his sake, forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you sent your only Son as the word of life for our eyes to see and our ears to hear. Help us to believe with joy what the scriptures proclaim through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we continue with the readings. morning. First reading is found from the seventh chapter of Job, verses one through seven, found on page 796. Does not man have her hard service on earth? Are not his days like those of a hired man? Like a slave longing for evening shadows, or a hired man waiting eagerly for his wages? So I have been allotted months of futility and nights of misery been assigned to me. When I, lie, when I lie down, I think, how long before I get up? The night drags on, and I toss till dawn. My body is clothed with worms and scabs. My skin is broken and festering. My days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle, and they come to an end without hope. Remember, O oh God, that my life is but a breath. 
My eyes will never see happiness again. The second reading is from the ninth chapter of 1 Corinthians, verses 16 through 23, and on page 1781 and 82. Yet when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, for I am compelled to preach. To preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed it to me. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge. So, and so not make use of my rights in preaching it. Though I am free and belong to no man, I make myself a slave to everyone, to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew, to win the Jews. To, the, to those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law. So as to win those under the law, to those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so as to win those having the law. To the weak I became weak, to win the weak. I have become all these things to all men, so that I, by all possible means I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter, beginning at the 29th verse. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told Jesus about her. So he went to her took her hand and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak, because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary pray place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated.
Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I would be remiss this morning if I did not acknowledge the fact that Trevor Bauer, ace pitcher for the Reds, is headed for which team? Well, the Dodgers, yes. Now, I only bring that up to talk about another famous pitcher, in this case, Mariano Rivera, the former Yankees pitcher. Like many athletes, he has realized that he has a higher purpose than simply being an athlete. He says, everything I have and everything I became is because of the strength of the Lord, and through him I have accomplished everything, not because of my strength, only by his love, his mercy, and his strength. He and many others and many of us have realized that we have a true purpose. As is said, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. In other words, if you are alive, you have a purpose. Don't let anybody tell you that you don't have a purpose. Because in the scriptures, we hear that we have, all of us, have a real purpose. The definition of a purpose is the reason for which, some, for which something is one created for or for which something exists. We are all created and we all exist for a specific purpose, to preach the gospel. Preaching the gospel does not belong to one office in the church, does not belong to one particular group of people, does not even require a seminary education or special training, but instead, preaching the gospel is the purpose which we all share as followers of Jesus. Jesus himself says that the reason he came was to preach. And as followers of Jesus, we share in his purpose. We share in his preaching, preaching the gospel. And as St. Paul tells us in today's second reading from 1 Corinthians, which Ronnie read for us just a few moments ago, Woe to me, woe to us, if we do not preach the gospel. Woe to us, and woe to everyone else, if we do not preach the gospel. What is the gospel? It's a word we throw around a lot, but what really is the gospel? In order to define what preaching the gospel is, we first need to identify what preaching the gospel is not. If we preach opinions about moral, social, political, cultural, or even theological issues and trends, we are not preaching the gospel. If we preach using political, social, or economic terminology and labels, even to try to interpret what the Bible is saying, we are not preaching the gospel. If we try to persuade people that our beliefs and opinions are correct and others are incorrect, we are not preaching the gospel. If we try to tell people how to vote, we are not preaching the gospel. If we try to preach doctrine and attempt to prove that we are the true church 
and we possess the only true teaching, we are not preaching the gospel. If we preach about what we should be doing for God and how we should live for him, we are not preaching the gospel. If we preach about rules, laws, or any kind of lifestyle pattern we must follow in order to demonstrate we are true Christians, we are not preaching the gospel. If we try to point out how other people are sinning, we are not preaching the gospel. If we preach the potential of what we can accomplish by following God, we are not preaching the gospel. If we preach practical advice for living or relationships, well and good, and there are appropriate times for us to do so, but we are still not preaching the gospel. And if we are not preaching the gospel, then we are not fulfilling our true purpose as a church and as believers in Jesus. Woe to us and woe to everyone else if we preach all these things, but we do not preach the gospel. Because our true purpose is to preach the gospel and everyone else needs to hear the gospel. On the other hand, if we are preaching good news God has for everyone, we are preaching the gospel. As a matter of fact, the word that St. Paul uses in the original Greek for preaching the gospel is euangelismai, which means to bring good news, and is also the same word the angel, that is described that, that, is, that is used to describe what the angels did the night Jesus was born, bringing good news. Our true purpose, therefore, is to bring good news, which is what preaching the gospel is, bringing good news to those, to everybody who needs it. And let's face it, we all need good news. In today's first reading, the prophet Job bemoans the fact that he is waiting, waiting to be set free from his suffering, waiting to be set free from his torment, waiting to be set free from everything he is having to struggle with. He needs good news. And that is why we are here. To let everybody who is struggling, everybody who is suffering, everybody who is confused, everybody who is doubting, that there is good news. God brings good news. If we are preaching forgiveness of sins and comfort for those troubled by sin, by the death and resurrection of Jesus, we are preaching the gospel. If we are preaching hope, the hope that only God can bring in the midst of doubt and uncertainty, we are preaching the gospel. If we are preaching God's help for everyone in need, we are preaching the gospel. If we are preaching God's love for all people in Jesus, we are preaching the gospel. If we are preaching that true love and acceptance can be found only in Jesus, we are preaching the gospel. If we are preaching everything Jesus has already done for us, rather than what we do or can do for him, we are preaching the gospel. 
If we are preaching the freedom that comes from believing in and following Jesus, we are preaching the gospel. Because the gospel is true freedom. The gospel frees us from uncertainty and from despair because the gospel promises us that God is always with us and eventually he will be victorious. Not us. Not us alone. But he will triumph. He will triumph on our behalf he will bring us through our struggles. He will bring us through our troubles. He alone will bring us through everything we are having to face. And he alone will bring victory. That is good news. The gospel frees us from having to wonder whether we are good enough for God because, because of Jesus, because of his death and resurrection, the answer is yes, we already are. Not because of anything we have done, but because of everything Jesus has done. The gospel frees us from having to earn forgiveness and salvation and having to atone for things we have done, which, I will admit, is something even I have struggled with at various points in life. So even I have had to remind myself to believe the gospel, to believe that God has already accomplished everything, that God has already accomplished us atoning for anything we have done, that God has already satisfied our guilt, that Jesus has already done it all, and that is good news, freeing good news. The gospel frees us from being obligated to accomplish anything that says this is what we must do or think in order to call ourselves Christians is not the gospel. But anything that says this is what Jesus has already done is the gospel. Anything that says this is what we must this is what we must do is not the gospel. But again, anything that says this is what Jesus has already done is the gospel. So the gospel frees us from having to focus on ourselves and focus on Jesus instead. And in also freeing us from focusing on ourselves, the gospel also frees us for responding to the good news by bringing that good news to other people, especially people who are suffering, struggling, hungry, undergoing any kind of trouble. The gospel frees us for bringing the gospel. The gospel frees us from any other requirements other than that which Jesus has already fulfilled. The gospel frees us from being obligated to achieve correctness. The gospel is God's love for us. God's love for us is unconditional and depends on what Jesus has already done, not what we do or think. 
Again, the gospel is all about Jesus. The gospel frees us from having to judge because it shows us how God truly regards us and everyone else. Therefore, the gospel frees us to love and serve. The gospel frees us from having to take sides because once again it shows us how God truly regards us and everyone else. The gospel frees us from having to pretend and instead be real. The gospel frees us from having to show that we are good and instead be real, even be real with our struggles, even be real with our own troubles, and instead rely on God for help. The gospel is freedom. Freedom for us, freedom for everyone. The gospel is good news. Good news for us, good news for everyone. Let us then believe the gospel. Let us believe the good news. And let us preach the good news. For that is our purpose. Preaching the good news. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, let us keep bringing the good news. Bringing the good news to our communities, to our nation, to the world. Let us keep bringing true freedom. Let us keep bringing God's promise of freedom and God's promise of good news for all. Let us preach the gospel. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And now let us stand, and together let us confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified 
He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear God, thank you for bringing our church family here today to worship you and provide fellowship with each other. Please bless the kids in this congregation and keep them safe as they start back to school daily to learn and encourage them to come here to church to learn and grow spiritually. Please help them to make cherished memories and be thankful to you for those precious times. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, as unpredictable winter days remind us you are in charge, our church family members still annually get to celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. It's also about time to celebrate Lent and the resurrection of your son. Please help us to remember you in times of gratitude and in times of need. Help us be your light. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, there are many here who are afflicted by physical and mental ailments. There are some who are grieving and who are looking for your lamp to light the way for their feet. Please help strengthen our faith in your power to heal and look for your presence in our, in our daily bread. We'd also like to pray silently for those we name in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord, please continue to guide our nation's leaders to make decisions that do your will. Help our oppressed churches continue to make disciples and help our church be an example of your love, joy, grace, and understanding. Times of change are constantly among us, and we need to remember you are the one constant we can look to and talk to. Please keep that vertical connection with you strong and growing. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, if you gave us Jesus, who was a friend to all, he was constantly interrupted or asked to perform a miracle, and no matter how he felt, he did what was asked. He humbled himself and became one of us, where he shows emotion and encouragement. Give us the courage to show our vulnerabilities, encourage others, show service when needed, and take time to be a friend like Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray. Trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please feel free to place your offering in either one of the plates at the back of the sanctuary. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift.
Jesus encourages us to believe the good news that in him our sins are forgiven, we are set free, and we are set free to love and to serve just as we have been loved and served. And today, Jesus serves us with his true body and blood to give us the power to be able to go and proclaim his good news. And so we remember how in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of your sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. This is the Lord's table, to which he invites all who believe and are baptized to come and feast on his body and blood. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come, for all is ready. body of Christ given for you. The body of Christ given for you.
please stand for our post-communion prayer. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God. Please be seated until dismissed. To subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.